Hey, what's up guys? I'm Tom, and this is episode 3 of the Floatcast. This is a podcast all about floating, float tanks, isolation tanks, whatever you want to call them. The float industry as a whole, once uh, I'm, I'm opening a tank center here on Long Island, a float center, and uh, once I open, I'm gonna, the podcast is going to focus more on, uh, you know, more on the experience of floating. I'm going to have people that come into my center, I'm going to have them on the podcast hopefully and uh, have them talk about their experience, and, you know, but for now, I'm giving you guys updates on my progress, and also, uh, you know, I'm just talking a little bit about the industry, but where I'm at is, <clears throat> I am about, hopefully anyway, I'm about six weeks out from opening my center, I'm looking to open up right around November 1st, and uh, today's September 13th, so I think... If everything goes as I hope it's going to go, which I'm sure it won't, um, I'm going to open up November 1st. Um, I want to have the tank up and running in about three weeks. I want to have it up and running about a month before I open. And I'm, I'm going to go and float myself and have my close friends and family come over and float. Um, just to make sure that I can maintain a clean and beautiful tank. The last thing I want is to open up and then have to call and cancel appointments or close down because... I, I can't maintain the water. Obviously, that's something you want to make sure that you can do before you open up to the general public. But uh, the tank isn't... Uh, I have the tank already. I talked about that before. I bought a used tank. Um, I have the tank already. And it's mostly... You know, it's all ready to go now. I'm actually going to bring it to a, a boat place that does gel coating and have the inside liner that I spent 80 hours cleaning um, have the inside liner re-gel coated. So it's going to be nice and beautiful inside and brand new. It's it's going to look great. I'm really excited. Uh, but for now, I got I got the okay from the electrician to uh, to sheetrock. Basically, what I did with the electric is because I'm trying to do everything myself. Well, you know, with within reason. Um, but I had my electrician come over, and we went over everything that I wanted to do. I I told him where I wanted the outlets, and and him and I mapped out everything where it was going to go and how it should be run. And he left, and I ran it. I ran all the wiring. I, I did everything nice and neat and, and to code. And he came back. He checked everything out, gave me the okay, and now I have the okay to sheetrock. Uh, the same day, he came back. My plumber came back and did everything he needed to do in the walls for uh, for a toilet and for a sink and for a shower. So I'm ready to go with that. So I started uh, tiling my shower. I decided to go with um, I decided to go with ceramic tile in my in my shower and the reason is because from what I understand the Epsom salt is like apparently uh, like the acid that comes out of the alien in in a James Cameron movie from the 1980s um, and eats through anything apparently but supposedly ceramic is is you know fairly resistant to it and you know hopefully it withstands it the bottom the shower base that I have is plastic so I think that'll be okay. I think a man-made plastic would be okay against Epsom salt. And the floor that I'm using in the, in the float room, <clears throat> excuse me, the floor I'm using in the float room is a, a rubber floor. Um, it's made from recycled tires. It's black, has a shiny finish, and it has white specks in it. So it doesn't look, it's not black like you would think I would it would be like a gym floor, like a, you know, like a floor you see in like a, a fitness gym. It's not like that. Well, it kind of is, but it's, it's much more colorful. It's much more uplifting than uh, just a straight, flat black floor. 
And obviously, a, a fluid that's made from recycled rubber tires should be okay to withstand salt. Um, and mold, too. Obviously, mold is another issue. Um, and I had to keep that in mind, too, when I chose the ceiling, which I chose, you know, I have a couple layers of insulation. I have a soundproofing, two layers of soundproofing, insulation. I I went with the uh, Roxel, it's called, R-O-X-U-L. You can get it at, like, Home Depot and Lowe's. And it's fireproof and soundproofing insulation. It's not R-rated, so it's not temperature-rated. It's just insulation for soundproofing. And I put this, put two layers of that in there, and then one layer of regular insulation, and then two layers of foam, and then a drop ceiling. So, and the drop ceiling itself is mold-resistant, which is obviously, you know, like I said, very important. You want to, you have to worry about mold, and also 70% noise reduction. So. Hopefully, it's not going to be as quiet as I wanted it to be, but it should be really very quiet in that room, very serene, which is obviously, you know, what you're going for. So, and it, you know, aside from that, once I get the, once I get the sheetrock up, and the problem isn't getting the sheetrock up, the problem for me is getting the sheetrock to my house, because I don't have a truck. I'm doing all this, uh, with a 95 Honda Civic Coupe DX that I, uh, I pack out with whatever I can. Uh, 27 two by fours is the most two by fours that I could fit in the in the uh, in the car and still close the, the trunk, which I think is pretty good. But obviously I can't get sheetrock in there. I'm not gonna put it on the, on top of the car like a, a jackass. Um, so I have to rent the truck, and every time I go to Home Depot to get the sheetrock, they have no trucks to rent. So I'm I'm up the river and I have to wait. But anyway, once I get the sheetrock and, and get that up and get the floor down. I can put the tank in the room. Tank is ready to go. And, uh, well, the tank will be ready to go when I get back from the joke coding guy. Tank will be ready to go. The room will be ready to go. The only thing I need to do is I decided to go with a UV filter in addition to the regular filter, filtering system that I have. And the reason I decided to go with it is because a lot of people that I read a lot of, um, saltwater aquarium, you know, forums and i know that obviously um i'm not having fish in my float tank but i think that a lot of the same ideas would would move over you know from from one salt water tank to another one and one of the biggest things i found was that people said if they had any issues at all with their tank as far as cloudiness goes and and uh any algae and that kind of thing they got a uv a uv filter and it cleaned it up some people said within a matter of hours i'm sure that was on a smaller tank but just the idea that it can clean up an, an issue like that is great. And I'd like to have that from the start rather than have the issue and then have to add it in and plumb it in and get water everywhere and that kind of stuff. Just plumb it in right from the start before I do anything. And, uh, you know, then that way I have it if, I, if anything comes up. I already know that it's there. And now, now I know if something comes up, I did everything I could. So, but I think I'm ready to go as far as... As far as maintaining the tank, I just have to make sure that I can, which is why I'm setting it up, you know, obviously a month early. Uh, let's see. In addition to that, I, uh, I spoke to Michelle at the San Francisco Soul Company. Very, very nice girl. And, uh, she's gonna set me up with, I decided to go with the pharmaceutical grade, uh, salt. From what I hear, I spoke to Graham at Float On and I spoke to a couple other float centers. And, uh, they all said the same thing, which was the pharmaceutical grade is really the way to go, and that, you know, 
that way, if there's there's no issues with the salt, you know that if there's a problem, it's not a problem with the salt. That is the purest, cleanest stuff that you can get. So, when I'm ready to go, I'm going to call her an order, and she said it'll take about a week to get. And, uh, yeah, plenty of damn salt. So, uh, that's about it. Uh, David, uh, I forget his Connolly, I think his last name is, from iFloat in Connecticut. Very happy to hear that your, uh, your situation is kind of worked out, or is kind of working out with, uh, you know, with your, with your new tenants. He had tenants downstairs that were nice and quiet, and then they moved out and somebody else moved in, and they took down some layers, uh, 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 the ceiling, and they had, I think they have music playing, or I don't know what the hell is going on, but it's loud, and now you can hear it in his tanks whenever they're open. So, I think that he's kind of remedied the situation by offering, soft music to be played during the background of your float, which is one way that you can absolutely, uh, you know, enhance the experience if you choose to. And I, I think it's only an issue when they're open. But, I mean, I who knows when they're open? You know, if they're open till 9 o'clock at night and, and he's open till 10, you know, it doesn't really, that's not too great. But it's working out, and I know that he's had a lot of people on his side and going to meetings and, and calling and writing letters and that kind of thing, which is, you know, it's very important. And it's very important for him as well to have your support. So uh, I'm sure he appreciates that. And, and we're happy to hear that, that, you know, it's working out for you. And things are, things are, you know, the company, I'm not going to say who they are, but the company isn't just turning a blind eye. It sounds like they're kind of working with you and responding at least a little bit, which is good. So, yeah, I got to give a shout out to uh, Sarah and Colin at Float Boston. They picked up a used... Uh, Actually, the same kind of float tank I have, a float to relax tank. They picked up a used one uh, not too long ago, and they got a much better deal than I did, I'll tell you that, because they, it was kind of a trade-off. I got a complete tank, had everything, filter and heater and, and everything, but it was dirty, not dirty, but you know, needed needed a lot of work to be cleaned up and, and look good. Um, they got what looks to be, from what I saw pictures, they got a fairly clean tank as far as the liner and the inside goes, but they didn't really get any of the heating mechanism and, and, uh, or they did, they got, kind of got like a, they got like a, a heating mechanism that you would see if like in a medieval like torture device. It did not look like a heating mechanism you'd want to put on a float tank. So, uh, Colin did the right thing and, and, uh, maybe Sarah, uh, you know, they found, appropriate equipment and got some stuff and and it looks like now they're set up and they're ready to go as far as the heating goes and that's really the main issue with the tank that we have because the filter the filter mechanism and the pump mechanism and, and everything else is all outside the tank it's not like a uh like some of the tanks now everything's kind of like inside you know i'm not sure how exactly how it works but it looks like it's inside the actual um structure of the tank itself the tanks that we have aren't like that you can almost if you wanted to, you can almost mount the tank in one room, have hoses going into another room through a wall, and then have the entire filter and pump mechanism and everything in there. It's really, which is one thing I really like about the tank. You can kind of move it around and kind of play like that. Like the hoses that I'm going to have, they're not going to be too long because I don't want to worry about salt crystallizing inside the tubes. But, you know, it's, the, the pump and the filter aren't going to be right next to the tank. They're going to be a few feet away. And, and kind of like a few feet away and then a little bit over to the left. And it's kind of just the way the room is going to be laid out. But, you know, 
one of the benefits that we have of those tanks is that we can do that. So, I think that's about it for this flow cast. I know it's kind of short, but, you know, that's about all I got for now. <laughs> my tank is, uh, you know, like I said, my tank's almost pretty much ready to go. I'm almost ready to go. And, uh, that's it. Hoping to have, uh, a couple other guys from some, some, uh, other float centers from around the country on pretty soon. I gotta get my Skype situation worked out. I used to have it where I could, um, I used to have another podcast I did. And I used to have it where I was set up where I could Skype people in through the mixer. But I don't have my mixer anymore. And now I'm using a single USB mic rather than a mixer with full mics like I used to have. So I gotta figure out some way to finagle it where I can have the, uh, Skype come through right here on the podcast. So it sounds like you're in the room. But anyway, I'll work on that and get back to you guys. Uh, sorry I didn't do a podcast last week. Got really busy trying to work on, uh, working stuff for the float center. And, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna try and do one every week from here on out. And like I said, once I get open and rolling, I'm definitely gonna have some clients that come in after their float. If they wanna talk about it, I'm definitely gonna offer it to everybody. They can come in and talk about their float and what they thought of it. And, you know, it'll be real good. So, alright. Take care, friends. Have a nice day. Bye.